Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Child play, that's my topic. Play among children. Independent, solitary play by children. You know, I grew up, as most of you, in a world in which we were put outside and maybe given a toy or two or just said, go find something to play with. Go find somebody to play with. Go make something from play. You know, play has been a part of childhood all the years of life. Until recently. And recently we've seen a very significant shift away from childhood play. And what we now are looking at is the adverse consequences of that. And what we now need to think in terms of getting, how can we bring back childhood play? How can we bring that back into our world so that our children can benefit from play and gain all the ways in which their cognitive skills can be strengthened through play? So let's take a look at this particular topic, okay? Play, unguided child-led play. That's what we are looking for in our homes and from our parents. Because that will bring back a healthy child. The development of a healthy child. Unfortunately, we don't find that to be the case so much. And then rather, what we're finding now is the social trend against free play and in favor of increased parental control and parental involvement, increased use of media, increased use of technology. That's what kids are involved in now. And there's benefit from all of that. But what we're not getting is the benefit of play because it's gone by the wayside. Parents are overprotective, overscheduling, overprogramming their kids. And what that does is limit the opportunity of the children to play and to enjoy the freedom and the creativity and the laxness of just life and being able to create something and make something out of nothing, if you will. Unfortunately, we also see in our parents that there's a great fear Fear of uh, what could happen to their child if they were abducted. Fear of the outdoors. You know, fear of somebody coming along and stealing the child or abusing the child or whatever. So this great fear makes parents keep children at home and in the home. And then because of the technology and the other things that are available, play is limited minimized and forgotten. Unfortunately, in the absence of play, the research has found this, that children become dull. Intellectually, cognitively, socially, emotionally dull. They lack social skill development. That comes from play. They lack sharing or taking turns. We call that cooperative play and competitive play, we're, we're losing that. The inability to regulate emotions, 
We're seeing that. That comes from play, to regulate emotions. And deal with stress in the everyday world. And even learn how to entertain oneself alone. Those are the things that are being missed because we have moved away from play. We have moved away from the use of play and the value of play and the place of play within the home and within the life of a child. We've structured the child's life so much that play has no place, has no role, has no time. We limit the critical thinking that comes from play. We limit the stress management skills that comes from play. We limit the deep thinking and problem solving and curiosity that comes from play. Jean Piaget, a uh, psychologist, psychiatrist from years in the past, is known for play. He, that was his specialty and what play contributed to the development of children. And uh, he also makes a very, very strong point that play is to help organize the world of a child, help the child organize his or her world. Here's what he said. It is through game playing, that is through the give and take of negotiating plans, settling disagreements, making and enforcing rules, and keeping and making promises that children come to understand the social rules which make cooperation with others possible. So if you take that statement, and you see a child is not playing, does not have opportunity for free play, these kind of skills, these cognitive skills of a child are missed, are lost. They're undeveloped. And we have problems with kids. They get into difficulty because they don't know how to manage stress. They don't know how to make decisions. They don't know how to negotiate. They don't know how to compromise. They don't know how to give and take. And as an adult, they become more abusive and become more of a bully. And bully behavior becomes the way that you negotiate, not discuss. Bully behavior becomes the way that you, have your, get, you get your way and have what you want and come out first. Play does a lot of things for kids. It really does benefit kids in a lot of different ways. Piaget touched on it. Let me just give you a couple of ways in which play really does help and contribute to the life of children. It helps children develop interests and competencies. You know, there's a lot, you have to learn what your interests are. That leads to occupational choice. That leads to majors in college and what you're going to choose to study and how you're going to focus your studies. It comes from play. You learn things that you like and things you don't like, things you can do well and things you cannot do very well. So you get a sense of what you're competent in. And that will be a lifetime awareness and a lifetime skill that will be utilized by that particular child because of play. Here's number two. Children learn to make decisions and solve problems through play. You know, you get when you play, you have choices. You come to choice points. 
You come to places where you have to negotiate. You come to places where you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. Do we do this or do we that? Do we put this here or do we put this there? And does it, Will this work or will that work? Whether you're playing alone or you're playing with somebody. There's always these little stop points where you have to think through and make a decision. A problem develops and something doesn't work or something breaks down or something just doesn't go the way that you thought it would go and the plate breaks down and stops for the moment. And you have to make a decision. You have to solve a problem. Here's number three. Play helps regulate emotions of children. You know, it can bring about joy, a great deal of joy in the life of a child. Lots of fun and lots of laughter. It generates that kind of emotion of happiness and joyfulness and excitement. And play can also be discouraging. Play can also be hurtful. Play can also be like a sense of defeat or failure if things don't go very well. Or competition and you lose. So play helps you develop emotions and regulate emotions and accept emotions and then live appropriately on emotions. Also, play helps you make new friends. Teaches the skill of friend making. You have to have friends in life. You have to have a network of friends if you're going to make it in life. And this is where it starts with children learning to make friends through play. And then lastly, Play helps a child experience joy. Helps the child just live in a world of fun and enjoyment and happiness and satisfaction and comfort. Experience joy. That's what is very, very important you know, for children. You know, but here's the question. How do you get play to come back into the life of a child? How do you get play to come back into the life of a family? How do you get parents to reconsider the place of play in the life of their children? To reduce the amount of technology time and increase the amount of free play time? That's a decision that parents have to make. Here are a few guidelines in bringing back play. Bring it back into the family. Bring it back into the home. Bring it back into the community. Bring it back into the life of the child. It starts with the ground up, right? In other words, parents, get on your hands and knees and get on the floor and interact with your child. Whether it's blocks or it's a toy of some kind or it's coloring or it's drawing or whatever it might be, you start on the ground just like you always did with the little children. And to bring play back, you get on the ground and you start playing again. You get on the floor and you start interacting again. Get on the floor and you, you're you an equal there. That's where you're an equal. That's where a child can feel that you are not over him, above him, greater than him, better than him. The ground is a place where you start. You start with equality and you build up. So you do things in common. You do things in in sequence together and you enjoy the world of play together. Get on the floor, okay? That's one. Number two, 
when you're on the floor on on the floor talk to your child get the child to express what they're doing when they're putting together a toy or they're putting together a puzzle or they're putting together some kind of a design or they're playing with blocks and creating something get them to just verbalize what it is that they're doing what it is that they're thinking what it is they're trying to create let them just talk promote questions promote talk promote the ideas of verbal exchange interchange help them engage in activities and ideas at the same time let them experience what it's like to make something but then to understand what they've made and to be able to enjoy what they made and to be able to uh, appreciate what they've done and then share it with others through talk so they can tell the story of what they've made they can tell why they did this or why they did that or what they were trying to create in other words it's a place to not just play in silence but it's a place to play in interaction verbal exchange here's number 3 in bringing playback get child powered toys a child powered toy would be like blocks a child can do anything with a block a multitudes of things can be done with a block same way that with a paper clip you can make many different kinds of things you can be very creative with a paper clip children can be very creative with blocks and what they want to do is to be able to create something to make something to enjoy something to indulge in something to explore something through what is called a child powered toy it's a toy that promotes imagination it's a toy that promotes variety it's a toy that promotes an endless possibility of combinations of things that can be done with it and through it and by it okay a child parent toy is a great thing to bring to kids we used to play with pots and pans and you do things you make things you you create ideas through the use of pots and pans that's a child driven toy in other words most toys today are for you buy in the store you do a something with it a certain thing with it and you come out with a certain result you push one button and something happens you put two things together and something happens that's not child driven that's a toy driven toy that's toy driven play you want child driven toys and try child driven play the maximum use of creativity the maximum use of thought and interaction and problem solving decision making and here's number 5 to bring back play make sure there's time for what is called whole body sensory experience it's like jumping in the pool it's a whole body sensory experience the whole body benefits the whole body enjoys the whole body is part of the play activity make sure there's that it's like going to the park and running and jumping and climbing on things that's whole body experience not just little hands and making something or hand eye coordination but the entire body becomes involved in the play activity that's the essential part of play nature allows us to do that 
Parks allow us to do that. Trails allow us to do that. Do things that the whole body gets stimulated and enjoys. Okay, and here's number six and bringing back play. Get out in nature. Get out in nature and help a child see what nature is. Trees and animals and mountains and streams and waters and lakes and stones and rocks and boulders and hills and mountains and rain and sun and snow and all the things that are part of nature. And through that they will see the Creator. They will understand that there's a Creator in back of that. So there's a meaningfulness, there's an, a breadth, there's an openness, there's a, a wealth of experience that comes from nature. The spirituality of a child gets stimulated through nature. The spirituality of a child gets directed through nature. The child begins to understand that there is something deeper and greater than himself. That's a great idea for a child. They, be, uh, they are so self-oriented anyway. And help them see the world beyond themselves. Somebody said it this way, as we spend time to explore nature with children, we can help them uncover its beauty and expose them to the concept of God as Creator. We get to help them discover not only the wonder of nature, but also the wonder of God. And that will be foundational for a child as they continue to in their development and growth. It starts with play. Bring it back. Bring it back into your home. Bring it back into your life. Bring it back into your family. Bring it back into your child's life. But get play going again. Now, I send you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. I have a book entitled, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. You might want to order that book. If you're a parent, you're raising your kid, lots of opportunity there to learn ways in which you can parent effectively. And the use of play and the use of a free kind of expression, verbal and so on, is part of that book and will help you learn how to be an effective parent. So it's booksbyhedberg.com and the book is entitled, Doctor, teach me to parent. And I also have a book on there called Kids Alive. It's a book for parents to sit down with a child and go through a, a page upon page learning values and learning words and the importance of words and the meaning of certain words and the value of certain words in their life and in the life of the family. Kids Alive is the name of that book. Pick either of them up or certainly pick both of them up. Anyway, Bye for now. Nice to be with you.